Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and welcome to the Box Hard Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Mikey Garcia. Yo, it's your boy, the odd guy himself, Malik King Scott. Hi, I'm Charlie Edwards. This is Fast Eddie Chambers, and you're listening to the Box Hard Podcast with my main man, Joey Coastman. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 65 of the Box Hard Podcast. I'm your host Joey Coastman. I'm joined as ever by Mr. Ayaz Sumra. Ayaz, how are you doing? I'm good Joey, how are you? Same as always my friend, very good, very good. So we're going to roll straight into part one. Now, as I said last week, there really wasn't many fights, well there wasn't anything to preview. This is a bit of a dead season for boxing, so there's not too much rambling on from myself or Ayaz. Uh, part one is going to consist of the review part of the show, and we're also going to put the uh, the preview part in as well. So we're going to do the review and the preview in part one, and then we're going to bring in the first interview. So um, in part two, part two is just going to be the news and the second interview. So we're going to start with part one. There's one fight really in total to review, which happened last week. This one was a man who was on our show a couple of weeks back. I wasn't sure if his fight was definitely going to happen, but it did happen and he got a win, so I'm happy about that. So it happened over in the Ford Community Center in Dearborn, Michigan, USA. A fight over there. Cornelius Bundridge, 34-6. and six. He picked up his 35th career win with a KO in round two over his opponent, Sergio Gomez. Sergio Gomez really never was going to pose any kind of threat. His record was 20 wins and 20 losses it was really just a um, I suppose just a fight to start off the year on a good note for Cornelius Bundridge um, you know he knocked him out in round two and Sergio Gomez has never been stopped that quick so a little bit of an accolade there for Mr Bundridge it was great speaking to him on the show so I wish him all the best for the future uh, great stuff for Cornelius Bundridge that's really it for the reviewing so as I say it was very very short we're diving straight into the preview part of the show now where we preview the fights coming up this week again there's not too much to talk about there's only one or two cards in total we're going to start with a card happening over in the Hialeah Park Racing and Casino in Florida, USA. I think I've pronounced the uh, the venue properly there. Uh, top of the bill over there, Erislandi Lara, 23-2 and two with two draws. He takes on Yuri Foreman, 34-2. and two. So um, Erislandi Lara putting his WBA super world, super welterweight title on the line. Uh, as we know, you know, Lara's a class fighter. He's um, a very, very tricky customer. But I do want to throw it out there. I don't want to jinx for any of our listeners or anything like that. But it will be Friday the 13th. We know that that is a day that is prone to mistakes and, and upsets and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we hope that Erisandi Lara gets the job done. We want to see him in those big fights, in those unification fights, to be honest, at 154. But uh, I don't see him having any trouble, really, with Yuri Foreman, um, in my completely honest opinion. Also, on the undercard, Anthony Durrell. He's got a record of 29-1. and one. He looks to pick up his 30th career win. He takes on Norbert Nemesapati. That's the guy who... Uh, that was the Hungarian guy who 
Callum Smith fought on the Kell Brook undercard, you know, against Golovkin on the 10th of September 2016, just last year. Callum Smith took him out in six rounds. Uh, he retired on his stall, so he's in there against Anthony Durrell, uh, super middleweight again. So I think that, you know, this is going to be an easy win for Anthony Durrell. Nemesapati boasts a record of 24-4, and which isn't no disgrace whatsoever, but... You know, Anthony Durrell, a good fighter, you know, too too classy in my opinion for Norbert Nemesapati. But it's a ten rounder at super middleweight that one. But um yeah, the main the main talking point of the preview part of the show is gonna be um between two guys who have both fought either brother, or both fought a brother each of the Durrells. So it's the Durrell Nightmares which are fighting in a unification that we're going to be talking about in just a moment. The last fight to mention, though, on this card at the Hialeah Park Racing and Casino on Friday the 13th is Juan Carlos Payano. Uh, he was the former super bantamweight champion. He's actually moved down to bantamweight for an eight-rounder here against Iseo Gonzalo Carranza, who has a record of 15-7. and seven. Um, Juan Carlos Payano with a record of 17-1. and one. I suppose, I don't know, he's gone down in weight. Maybe he's going to see what he's like at that weight. And um, we'll have to see. You know, His last few fights have been at super bantam weight, so we'll have to see what he's like there. Uh, he's just dipping his toe in the water, so it seems. And, um, you know, he's a good fighter, so we'll see what the future holds for him. But uh, that's really it for Friday the 13th. We're now going to talk about the card that really is the whole reason why we're doing the preview part of the show this is the main card it's over at the barclays center brooklyn new york usa a fantastic boxing venue i want to start with the undercard um i want to say that thomas delorme is on this one he's in an eight rounder at welterweight his record at the moment 23 and 2 he takes on brian jones 13 and 6 uh, also on the undercard a fight that i'm really looking forward to possibly well, I don't want to say more than Degau and Jack because I think that's a cracking fight, but definitely a really, really, really good fight. And we're going to be speaking to one of the guys in that fight in just a moment's time. Uh, Jose Pedraza, the champion, I will announce first. He's 22-0. and He puts his IBF World Super Featherweight title on the line against Javonte Davis. 16 wins and zero defeat, so somebody's O has got to go, a combined record of 38-0, and o, these two guys, Javonta Davis can really bang as well, he's got 15 knockouts out of those 16 wins, so uh, yeah, we're going to be speaking to Javonte Davis in a very, very short matter of time, so you know, I'm going to leave most of the talking to him, but that's a wicked fight, it really is, Javonte Davis only 22 years old, is he a little bit too early for him, Jose Pedraza, very, very underrated fighter, and of course a champion in this one, but a really good fight, I cannot wait to watch this card on Sky Sports this weekend. This is Saturday, the 14th of January. Great way to kickstart the year. Um, now, also another fight on the undercard, I should mention. Amanda Serino uh, has a record of 30 wins and one loss with the one draw. She's taking on Yasmin Rivas, who has a record of 35 and 9 with one draw. This one is for Amanda Serino's WBO World Female Super Bantamweight title. She's a good fighter, so she gets a mention here. And on the main event, the final a fight that we've got to preview for you on the preview part of the show. James Chunky Degau, 23-1. and He's putting his IBF World Super Middleweight title on the line against the WBC World Super Middleweight champion, Badu Jack. Promoted, of course, by Floyd Mayweather. Badu Jack, 20-1 and with two draws. James Degau, 23-1, and as I said. 
this is a brilliant, brilliant fight. I as firstly, before I give my opinion on it, I want to throw it down to you. Um, both guys, as I said, the Darrell Nightmare Brothers, I suppose, because they both beat the Darrells. They're both, un, you know, to be completely honest, they're both... They both have a claim to say that they're the top man. They're the man to beat at super middleweight. Um, firstly, before I ask your opinion, it's a really, really good fight. I'm sure you agree on that one. Oh, yeah, it's a cracking fight. I'm look, well, This is, is one fight I'm looking forward to uh, this week. Yeah, and not only that, but just for the whole year. I mean, there's not too much on this week, so I know that you will be looking at it. But, you know, all the fights haven't been... Uh, haven't been announced for the whole of 2017 yet. We've already had some wicked, wicked announcements, but to kickstart the year, I can't think of a better fight. Um, yeah, to kickstart the year, you know, to kickstart the year. The main, the main point here that it's a unification between two top guys at super middleweight. So I'm going to ask you, Ayers, who do you think is going to win this fight and how? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go for a uh, Degel win because first of all, Degel's the favourite to go in. He's a favourite going into this fight. But I reckon with Degel, right? To be honest, Degel stepped up recently. You know that. Yeah. Since joining Al Heyman, he's fought Medina. He's fought Butte. Yes, he's fought and just from, and Andre Durrell. and he's won all three of them. He's fought away from America. He's, he hasn't just fought in England. He's fought away in America in America as well. So he's beaten top guys. And I, yeah. from that, in my opinion, I reckon he's going to beat uh, Badu Jack. Yeah, I mean, both guys have beaten Lucian Butte recently. James DeGale actually going out to Canada in the hometown of Lucian Butte to win that fight. So a massive, massive credit given to James DeGale. Um, first things first, you know, James DeGale, we both know this as he's a classy fighter. He really, really is. He's a hard man to hit. He's very elusive. He slip shots second to none in the whole of the boxing business. Um, you know, the man is... He's very slick. He's a southpaw. He actually, lately, I want to say he's been hitting harder than he ever has. He looks very strong at the moment. Looks more solid than ever. I know that you know he's he's called chunky and whatever, whatever. But he's he, he seems to have really become like he's come of age kind of thing. He seems to be um, you know better than ever. Really on form right now. The only thing that worries me about James Gal is the last few big fights that he's been in. He's um, you know he's took his foot off the gas and he's let his opponent claw back a few of the mid-rounds and that is the only thing that worries with, that worries me. I don't think that Badu Jack does anything particularly spectacular, I just think that he does the basics well and I think that, you know, given the opportunity, given the, you know, if, if James DeGale does take his foot off the gas and, and gives Badu Jack a chance to get back into the fight, if he's losing the fight by the first few rounds, by the way, because it's, it's a real pick em. it's definitely a 50-50, then I think that that's a big mistake. I think that James James DeGale cannot afford to, to do that and take his foot off the gas. Badu Jack is probably the best fighter he's shared a ring with. I know that uh, George Groves would say something about that, but yeah, Butte, you know, he's past his prime. This is going to be a big test for James DeGale. I personally wouldn't be surprised with any outcome. Um... I've seen a lot of people saying, including one close friend of mine, that they reckon there's going to be a lot of knockdowns. I can't see any knockdowns, in my honest opinion. I really can't. Um, I definitely can't see DeGaulle being knocked down for one. Uh, you know, Badu Jack was stopped early in that in that well in that shock loss that he had a couple of years back. But since then, he's looked so good. And um, yeah, as I say, it's going to be a real tough fight. It's going to be a really good fight to watch. And I'm really looking forward to it. But I'm going to go with James DeGale winning on points as well, as That's what you said, right? DeGale points. 
Yes, I'm going for Degel points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I'm not going to disagree. So we can't set up any kind of prediction league on that one. But that really is it for uh, all the talking on part one. We've done the review and preview. We've actually sandwiched it into one segment kind of thing. Usually we've got the review and then we got the preview. But it's been the review and preview in one. So uh, maybe you like it a little bit better that way. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Any feedback, remember where to go on Twitter, at BoxHardPodcast. There's one last thing to do before we end part one and move on to part two and that last thing to do is to bring in a man I've kind of given it away who it is now I did say that we're going to be speaking to him in a couple moments and he's ready for us right now please welcome our first guest ladies and gentlemen please welcome a man with a record of 16 and 0 15 of those wins by knockout seven of them coming inside the first round if that doesn't tell you enough he's promoted by Floyd Mayweather it's of course Mr. Javante Davis Javante welcome to the show Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure, sir. It's my pleasure. Now, firstly, my man, you're a very, very young guy. You know, you've only just turned 22 uh, a little while back. Uh, You had an extensive amateur career, winning over 200 fights, which is absolutely, (laughs) it's just incredible. Now, as a pro, you've got a perfect record. As I said, a string of knockouts. You're promoted by one of the best boxers to ever lace them up. Are things going as good as they seem to be? Yes, everything's going great. Well, um, we just ready to put on a great show January the 14th. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to ask you this. What is Floyd like as a person, Javante? Because we've had a couple of his fighters on this show before. I asked him the same question. It seems like he's misunderstood in the media a lot of the time, whether that's his own fault or not. I heard that he bought you something pretty expensive as well. Um, Floyd is a great guy. A great guy. You know, he put people in position. People in position to win. Yeah. And he bought you a, a pretty expensive gift. Is that right? Uh, what, a car? Yes. Yes, he bought me a car. A, a Jeep Wrangler. Excellent, man. Excellent. Um, obviously, you know, you're closer to him than the average person. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk that he was going to come back for that 50th fight. You know, what's your opinion of that? Do you reckon he's, he's done now? Yeah, I, I believe he's done. Okay. And who do you see as the man at 147 pounds without him? Um, 147. I'm not really sure who really had that weight. And you got like Furman and Garcia, Pacquiao still there. Oh yeah, I, I like Pacquiao. I, I, I'm not really a big fan of uh, Keith Diamond. I like um Lamont Peterson. I think he's a great fighter at that weight. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, he's still still a lot of still a lot of talent there. You got um Kel Brook as well. He's 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 there. He's, yeah, he's there. I like Kel Brook. Yeah. I like y'all, bro. Okay. Oh, we got. Oh, hold on. We got Earl Spence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. You left. You left him out. <laughs> I left him out. <laughs> yeah. Another. Another talent. He's. He's. he's a, there's a lot of talent there. There always has been. But um, yeah, there is some top guys there. So you reckon Errol Spence probably probably the number one guy? It's a lot of good guys. I, I, I won't want to say he's the number one guy, but he he he, he has potential to be. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. Now, Javante, the reason we've got you on this show is because you know it's been announced just recently that you've got a world title shot set for January fourteenth, as you said. Um, as I said, Javante, you're still only young, but admittedly, you've got a ton of experience under your belt. You've earned yourself a shot at the IBF Super Featherweight Champion Jose Pedraza. Now, Jose Pedraza, in my opinion, is a damn good fighter. He's very, very underrated. Uh, if you look at, for example, the top 
15 top top 18 um, world ranked super featherweights on box rec i know that they've got you know their their rankings is not the best but if you look at their guys they've got everyone in the top 15 or so they've all got draws or losses on their record they've all got little blemishes Pedraza is clean. He's just got wins. Um, how how well do you rate him as a fighter, in your honest opinion, Javante? Um, Pedraza is a great fighter. You know, we can't take that from him. He, he's a world, world champion. You know, um, once again, like you said, his record is 20, 20, 20, 22 and 0 with 22 You know, um, I don't think that's anything that I should be scared of. You know, um, he's, a, he's a regular opponent to me. You know, that. that not only is he very good, he's also the longest reigning world champion at Super Featherweight. It goes without saying that this is a huge step up in class from your past opponents as a pro. How sure are you that you can be the man to beat this guy? Um, I'm very sure that I could beat Pedraza. You know, um, I'm more quicker, more stronger, you know, more elusive than than than. Pedraza himself, you know, um, once again, I'm not taking nothing from Pedraza, I think he's a great fighter, you know, I think he um, proved himself in, you know, his his, his um, next few fights, you know, but how can you start a young lion, you know, that's hungry and has his mindset, oh, we know what, what he come to do, you know, and that's the stage I'm at. Absolutely. And it's, there's a couple of good fights on, on, on the bill that you're fighting on. The main one, of course, is the uh, top of the bill, James DeGaulle against Badu Jack. Now, I know that obviously, you know, you're he's part of the money team as well, Badu Jack. Um, it's a good fight. You know, I'm sure, even though I'm sure you're going to favour him, it's a good fight with him and DeGaulle. Who do you see winning that one, in your honest opinion? A lot of people saying DeGaulle, especially over here. Um, To be honest, um, I haven't really watched... Um... Badu fight before. Ah, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched him fight before. I, I watched a little bit of um the girl and the girl can fight. You know, um, he definitely a good a good good fighter. You know, um, it's gonna be a great excited fight. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And I have to ask you this, Javante. Last couple of questions now. I think I've only got two left for you. I've got to ask you this. We have to ask this to everybody that we speak to from the US especially. Um, who would you say, if I was to ask you, who's your favourite fighter from the UK? doesn't have to be a fighter that's still fighting. It can be one that's already retired from any era. Who would you say is your favourite UK fighter? Um, I think I like, I like Khan. You know, even though he, he don't have a chin, but I think he's a great... <laughs> Great. I think he's a good fighter, a great fighter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've had Khan before as an answer, but there's a first for everything. Khan's a good fighter. Khan is one of our best fighters, without a doubt. And finally, Javante, before we let you go, I want to give you a chance for you to send a message to the UK fans, because there's a lot of guys over here that are behind you. There's a lot of guys over here who are very excited for your future in boxing. You know, the UK is famous for having some real hardcore boxing fans. Have you got a message for any of your followers that live this side of the water? Yes, I have a big message. Um, I love you all. You know, hopefully I get to come to um, the UK to, to touch more people in the UK. Just keep supporting me and I fight for y'all. And I wish y'all nothing but the best. And hopefully I'll be in the UK soon. Hopefully I get to get, um, what's his name, Stephen Smith after this. 
okay. That'd be a brilliant fight. Yeah, that'd be wicked. I'd yes. love to see that. Yes. So hopefully I can get Steven Smith after this. And, you know, and we, we um, do a press, ca- press conference in the U.S., USA, and then we can come to the U.S. I mean, the U.K. to do a um, press conference. Yeah, that'll be that'll be tremendous. If you come over here, as I say, there's a load of fans, so you will be yeah. welcomed very much. Okay, listen, Javante, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for giving us a bit of your time. Best of luck for January 14th, and hopefully next time we speak, we'll be talking to the new IBF Super Featherweight Champion of the World. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay, now it's time for part two on this week's show. This part would normally be the preview part, but seeing as we stuffed it into part one, we're going to just talk about the news. So it's not going to be very long. There's not too much talking on this show. There's not been too much talking on the last couple of shows, to be honest. Um, It's mainly been the guests doing all the talking. So, Ayaz, I know that you're ready with this week's roundup of the news. Please give it to us. Okay, the first news is that O'Hara Davis and Derry Matthews will meet on the David Hay and Tony Bellew undercard live on Sky Sports box, box Office. Yes, this is a fight that I wasn't too sure was going to happen. I know that they've been giving a bit of back and forth on Twitter. Um, you know, O'Hara Davies, he's, he's good at his trash talking. He, he comes naturally to him. It's always exciting when there's a bit of um, trash talking, a bit of, you know, bad blood between two fighters that are going to be fighting. Uh, Derry Matthews, he's, you know, he's he's had his day, let's be completely honest. But he can bang and he's still dangerous. He's still... You know, he's a man again that does the basics pretty well. He's he's a man that doesn't have any. He's, he doesn't do anything spectacularly. Uh, O'Hara Davies. This is the thing. Derry Matthews. I think he struggles against people who have got a really good jab. And I think that um, Luke Campbell, when he was establishing his jab, he seemed to not really be able to get past that jab. And O'Hara Davies with you know with Stretch Armstrong style arms, which are just inhumane. If he starts using his jab, which, again, he seems to have been using effectively of late, even if it is a little bit boring. So I think this fight is going to probably be a bit of a boring fight. I hope I'm wrong. But, again, if if O'Hara manages to establish that jab the way he's been doing it lately, I can't see Derry Matthews getting past it. But it does make it exciting that Derry Matthews can throw a wonder bang and, and knock opponents out. We've seen him do it with you know, multiple guys, you know, he can really bang. And that is the only thing. I think he's got a puncher's chance. I think that um, O'Hara's getting him at the right time. You know, he's on the on the way down, if you like, and O'Hara's on the way up. So, yeah, I definitely have to favour O'Hara here. I know that, you know, we're quite a while away from the fight now, but it's good that there's been a fight announced of substance to the undercard of Hey Bell. I'm sure many more will be added. Um, is there any more news for us, Ayers? David Price will fight Christian Hammer on the undercard of Chris Eubanks Jr.'s World Title Shot fight. Yeah, it's a weird one because there's been so much made of the whole Chris Eubank thing. Everybody's saying that. I mean, I haven't really been following it too much. I don't, you know, I'm certainly not going to be paying no money to watch him on on that pay per view um, thing that they're trying to do. Um, but it's it's not too far away now. We're less than a month away from fight night. And, and from what I've heard, I don't think any tickets have gone on sale. There was a rumour the other day that you know the whole thing was going to be called off of pay-per-view. I, f- I think it had no truth to it. It was just one of those silly rumours that, that, that you know go around. But Chris Eubank Jr.'s um, whole management team and his dad being involved and whatever, it was always going to be tricky to bring together a good undercard because, you know, most of the good guys, most of the best fighters in Britain are all signed with the likes of Frank Warren or Eddie Hearn. And, 
you know they can't just fight on these other other TV channels and whatever because they're all contracted. So I didn't know what type of um, you know what type of fighters they were going to get on the card. So I know that there's a bunch of prospects on there, and you know that's that's good. It's good exposure for the prospects, but it's not necessarily meaning that they're going to be in really good fights. But you know, for for David Price to get on this card, it was you know they, there's only a few selected good fighters, and when I say good, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but you know, good fighters, fight, fighters that are you know better than British level is what I'm saying. There's only a handful left in Britain that aren't signed to a big promoter like Eddie Hearn or Frank Warren. I know that there's a there's a few guys, so don't call me out on that one. I know I acknowledge them all, but. David Price being a big name, a big guy, a good fighter. You know, he's he's had his ups and downs, admittedly, but they've they've been in unfair circumstances, if we're being honest. So um, yeah, he's a guy. Obviously, he's with you know he's with the Sowlands, but seeing as they don't really have a contracted UK broadcaster, they've been able to make this fight pretty easy. So I'm happy about that. It's a good exposure fight for David Price. He's in there against Christian Hammer. We've seen uh, Tyson Fury toy with him when he beat him a few. years years back, um, I think that was on the, I can't even remember what card that was on, that was a decent card, I think it was in London that one, yeah it was, it was in London I think um, at the O2, I can't remember who the main event was, it might have been him, but yeah that was um, a fight that he just played with Christian Hammer, if I'm not mistaken I think he knocked him out in the fifth round, I could be completely wrong, but yeah he toyed with Hammer, he didn't have any um, success at all Hammer, he was way too small. David Price is, you know, an inch or so smaller than, or shorter, I should say, than Tyson Fury. So I don't see any difference here. I think that this is a, a man who's tailor-made for Pricey, and I wish him all the best. But a good fight for that undercard. Any more news for us, Ayers? Lee Selby will defend his IBF World Featherweight Championship belt against Jonathan Victor Barros at the MGM Grand Garden Las Vegas on the Carl Frampton undercard. Yeah, um, you know... It's a bit of a disappointment, and I mean that because we really thought that we was going to probably get the Warrington fight, and it's of no fault of the Selbys, you know, absolutely nothing to do with Lee Selby. He really wanted that fight, but it seems as though Josh Warrington's people don't want that fight. That's the, you know, I'm not saying that's that's gospel. I'm just saying that's what the boxing world uh, believe in, and that's what it looks like from the outside. But... Um, you know, he's fighting this guy. You know, he's, I'm happy that he's on the undercard of Frampton's fight. He's going to be in a big fight over in the States. I know he enjoys going over to the States and fighting. I know that, um, you know, Andrew Selby wants to be doing that th- that type of stuff soon. So, yeah, class fighter. You know, I love the Selbys. I do, both of them. And at the end of the day, it's a, it's, a, it's a good, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good thing that he's on this big card. Obviously, you know, he's, he's connected with Al Heyman as well. But I just think, in my opinion, it's, it's probably going to be an easy win. I hope he doesn't underestimate the guy because we've seen him underestimate opponents before and he hasn't looked very good. You know, he hasn't looked very solid in his last couple of fights. You know, against Eric Hunter, he didn't look great. He was down early. Um, and when he went over to America, like his first fight over there, I remember when he fought the... Uh, forgot the guy's name but he'd been a champion a few times a good fighter but he was quite old and he obviously gave Selby a lot of trouble so yeah he hasn't looked super solid at the moment but I'm hoping that you know he can put on a good performance here as I say it's on a brilliant stage I'm very very happy for the Selby brothers and um, yeah I wish him all the best absolutely nothing but the best he's a real class act he's one of the favorite guys I've ever had on here he's the type of guy you can just I can just send him a message and say listen 
do you want to come on the show? And he'll go, yeah, when you're ready, I'm ready right now. You know, he's that type of guy. So God bless him. Uh, wish him all the best of luck. Any more news for us, Ayers? No, that's it. Okay, that's it for the news. So, as I say, all the talking was done pretty quick, I hope. I hope that we didn't go on too long, because usually we go on a lot longer. Uh, part one consisted of the review part, the preview part, Javante Davis. The thing about Javante Davis is he's very, he's like a, um, he's a bit of a shy guy, to be honest. But do not get mistaken, do not get mistaken at all. He is a quiet killer. He really, really is. You know, he doesn't, he's not big on all the trash talking and stuff like that. He's a man who lets his fists do the talking. He lets his fighting do the talking. And that is what we like. We really do. So all the best to Javante Davis. It was brilliant talking to him earlier. It was brilliant having him on the show. I wish him all the best of luck for Saturday. And the last thing to do before we end part two, of course, and then eventually end the show, is to welcome our second and final guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome a man fighting in a really interesting fight on the undercard of Chris Eubank Jr.'s upcoming fight. It's the bomber, Adam Etches. Adam, welcome back on the show. Thank you. So, Adam, first things first, you're taking on John Ryder. This one is officially at super middleweight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's been said that you've got, you know, one common opponent. You know, we all know that. On both of your records, you both fought Sergei Kamitsky. He gave you your only career loss to this point, a knockout in round four. John Ryder fought him and beat him unanimously over 12 rounds, albeit pretty close. Can anyone take anything away from that little fact there, Adam? I mean, you can take what you want from the fight. Um, you can see it as, um, I can't take a shot if, if you're not an Adam Etchers fan, or you can see it as, he was winning comfortably until he got caught. But, you know, there's a whole lot of factors in that fight. Um, you know, I'm not making excuses up because... You know, a good fighter doesn't make excuses. Best man won that night. And all I'll say is things have changed and um, I'll be better come, come February 4th when it's time to fight. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people see this as a 50-50 fight. Um, you know, I myself, I can't really pick a winner in this one. I think it's a, it's a, it's a great time for you both to, to get this fight on. It's perfect timing for me. Do you see it as a 50-50 as well, Adam? Yeah. Do you know what? It is a 50-50 on paper because, you know, Kaminsky was the best person that I've by far. Um, obviously, he's beaten him. John Ryder's beaten him. John's had his ups and downs in his career. So, it's you know, it's a, it is a good fight. But, you know, again, on February 4th, best man will win. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, you're fighting on the undercard of Eubank Jr.'s fight. Um, a lot of people... And weren't too sure how an undercard was going to be formed. How did it all come around? Because we wasn't expecting such um, good fights on the undercard, and we've already seen a couple good ones announced, especially your one. So how did it all come about? Obviously, my uh, my manager, the head of boxing, Richard Poulton, uh, he asked me about the fight, and I didn't buy an hour. I took it straight away, as I would do anybody, you know. As a fight, you, you fight anyone, don't you? That's, that's, that's what you do. Okay, simple as that. And I've got to ask you, Adam, about a fight coming up this weekend that I'm sure you've got your eye on because you could be in the mix for the winner at some point in the near future. James DeGale against Badu Jack. Great fight. Who do you see winning that one? I think James DeGale should win. Um, it's a good fight, a very good fight. And if, um, obviously, if it comes to it, there's some massive fights out there for DeGale. So, you know, fingers crossed he can 
Yeah, he can, but I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll win anyway, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I, I reckon so as well. And also a middleweight encounter that we're going to see soon. Uh, Gennady Golovkin against Danny Jacobs. Finally, a, a good fight. We're going to see Golovkin in. Uh, some some saying 50-50. I'm not sure I'd, I'd go as far to say so. But who do you see winning that one, Adam? No, I don't think there's any, any 50-50s um, yeah. as far as Golovkin's concerned. I think um, he's just one of those fighters that He's in a bit of a, he's in a league of his own, to be honest. But it'll be, good, it'll be an exciting fight while it lasts. But you see Gennady winning that one? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot, you know, touch him up within court. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree. And also, one up at heavyweight, I've got to ask you about, Adam. Um, I've got to ask everyone about this one, because this, uh, this took me by surprise. Um, Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua, do you think it's a bit too early for, for Anthony, or the perfect time? Who do you see winning that one? Well, it's one of them, um, again, uh, not being a, you know, a bad interview, but we'll see on the night. A lot of people are saying, um, oh, it's too early, too soon. A lot of people are saying, oh, it'll, it'll, it'll knock him clean out. So, it's, <laughs> to be honest, it's AJ's real, first real acid test. Um, the Dylan White fight was a good fight. Um, that, that, that brought him on and that taught him a few things so I'm intrigued I think it'd be a good fight yeah and I'm excited definitely yeah, absolutely. And final question now, Adam. Um, I want to I want to ask you this: What are we going to see from you on the night when you take on John Ryder? And if you've got any kind of prediction, I'm not going to push you for one, but if you've got one, please let us hear it. It'll be a very very exciting fight, and I'm predicting a win for myself. Um, how I win, I don't know, but I just it's a must win fight for both of us, to be honest, because either of us to get beat in this fight, it's a very it's, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's a long, long, hard road back. So, the winner, you know, it, it catapults for some big fights. The loser is, you know, it's, there's not many, m- m- many places to go. It's a long road back, so both of us will be adamant on winning. And like I say, on February 4th, we'll see the best man will win that night. Absolutely, and just before I let you go, Adam, I know that you've you know you had fans booking hotels before your fight had officially been announced, which is incredible. That's testament to fantastic support. I wanted to give you the opportunity to send a message to any of your supporters or fans on any level that may be listening. Yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone that's bought tickets now and in the past to all my fights. The support always been incredible every time I've boxed. And a big thank you to my um, sponsors as well. Because um, without them, I won't be able to be a full-time pro. So, big thank you to my fans and my sponsors. Excellent stuff. Okay, Adam, listen, thanks so much for fitting me in with uh, such short notice. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Good luck in your fight. I hope all training camps go well for you. And we'll catch up sometime after your fight. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, now it's time to conclude this episode. This has been episode 65. I have been your host, Joey Coastman. I've been alongside Ayaz Sumra. We've had another two guests on the show this week that we've pulled out of the hat. One is called The Bomber. 
One is called The Tank. Both live up to their nicknames as they certainly can put your lights out with one big bang. As there isn't too much boxing in the coming weeks, we looked ahead to February the 4th and we saw that Adam Etches was fighting and within two minutes he got back to me and we got him on the show. So once again, a massive thank you to Adam Etches. A huge thank you to Javante Davis. We've enjoyed making this show for you. I hope that you've enjoyed it too. We'll be back next week with another big show as always. Until next time. Take care.